0: You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas and Majana back with you. I've got a great podcast for you.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited.
0: I have somebody I want you to meet. Yep. You're going to really enjoy this. Okay. So Majana came into this life with something that most of us don't have. A few people do, but most of us don't. And that is the ability to sense what's in the non-physical realm and she always what's funny about that in a really funny way is that she thought that was normal <laughs> so she thought her mother and her dad and her sisters and everybody saw things that were going on in the non-physical realm and it wasn't until you were how old about 4th grade so 9 nine or ten years old that finally her sister said you're weird
1: (laughs) she wasn't that nice about it
0: (laughs) and it was like kind of the wake-up slap for majana to go well wait a minute what are you talking about because you know like think about it if all you saw around you was red you would think that the world was red and you wouldn't realize that it's the way that we see it colorblind people right yeah I mean they they don't see what we see what we normal people see Hmm. well I want you to meet somebody who is almost like you
1: I am so excited you
0: guys are twin flames here and I want you to meet somebody that I think you will have a long connection with (laughs) Julie Jansis. she's like you she sees things quite clearly
1: oh like my sister said she's not normal either
0: (laughs) Well, we'll let you figure that out. <laughs> and she has just started a podcast. It's called Angels and Awakening. It's very searchable and visible in iTunes. She is doing a great job with this podcast. And I was her tenth uh guest. I was a guest on episode number ten. So you can check that out. We had a wonderful conversation. I wanted to reciprocate just because I love what she's doing with her podcast. And I wanted, I thought there would be great value in, in you all meeting her. So that's what we're going to do. I'll have everything in the show notes about her podcast, how you can get a hold of her. She also does readings that you're, you might be interested after you hear what she's talking about. So all of that will be in the show notes. And she also mentions it right at the end of the interview. So let's get rolling with Julie Jancis. Julie, let's start with you. When you first learned about your gift, how old were you? Tell us how it came about.
2: So I was working in my career for about 15 years out of college. Um, I had worked my way up to the title that I wanted to have. I was making the money I wanted to make. And life was going pretty good. And my dad passed away. And I know this is going to sound horrific, but if it had happened any other way, my gift wouldn't have been revealed to me. Um, But his wife, he was on his third wife at the time. She didn't like that us kids weren't talking to him for our own, you know, family tiff reasons. And so she decided not to tell us.
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Yes, I know. And an entire month went by before his second wife was able to track us kids down and let us know. So in this one month where I have no idea, every morning when I'm brushing my daughter's hair, I keep hearing this thought. And it's those deep belly heart whispers, you know, um, she needs a hairbrush like I used she needs a hairbrush like I used. And this thought repeated over and over and over again till one day I was at work. A month later, my sister called three times in a row and she doesn't normally call during the day because we both had corporate jobs. And so I knew something was up and I was in a meeting, took the phone call and kind of fell to the floor, to be honest. And said to my coworker who was right in front of me, my dad's been talking to me because I immediately made that connection. All month, I had been thinking, oh my God, what if I'm going crazy? Like, I can't tell my mom this. I can't tell my husband this. I keep having this thought and it's not me. Like what hairbrush is this thought talking about? Because this big old paddle brush is the only hairbrush I've ever used. But when I found out that he had passed out of my third eye, which is for anybody who doesn't know, right in your forehead, it works like a projector, which I know now. So you can see pictures out of it. You can see little mini daydreams out of it. You can see memories out of it. So I immediately flashed back and my dad was showing me him brushing my sister and my hair in our childhood bathroom before school, which he always did, with a different hairbrush than I had used the rest of my life. A hairbrush that I hadn't thought about in 25 years. Um, Wooden handle, those boar-like black bristles, (laughs) and... um. So I, I told my coworker, my dad's been talking to me. And I studied for the next year, year and a half with different spiritual teachers. And um, that was off and on. But I really ended up finding that this is something that I had had all along. I just didn't know exactly what it was. And I didn't have the understanding or the knowledge of how to use it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
2: I hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Boy, so then did you what did you do to make that shift from, whoa, what is this to something you, you embraced and now use on a regular daily basis and has become part of your career?
2: Right. So... um I tell people, you know, I'm just your typical mom next door. I grew up going to Catholic school and we all have constructs within our mind. We are raised in certain ways that give us different belief systems and those belief systems kind of trap us in, right? And my belief system was, you can't touch this. You cannot go into this. You cannot become this because that's against the church. This is a no-no. But the more and more that I worked with people, the more I practice on different people in my training, the more validation that I got that what I was bringing through was spot on. And I don't bring through anything negative. I only connect with God energy. I only bring in positive information. But what happens in my sessions is this emotional clearing So I'm a little bit unique from other people. I bring through angels and loved ones on the other side while doing energy healing work. And that combination and my spiritual gift being helping people work through some emotional junk in their auric field, in their body, in their mind, just brings out the tears. So I keep Kleenex right next to my uh, massage table. Because everybody, you don't get a reading on a couch or in chairs. You're on my massage table. I'm working on you um, while I'm talking to you. And what I found is that the more people that I worked on, the more it became clear to me, this isn't me. This is spirit. This is them and the work that they need to do through me. And it is helping so many people. Good for you. That's so wonderful.
0: Okay, Majana, Mm. (laughs) let's talk about your When did you first discover that you had this perception?
1: (laughs) So um, the first time that I remember, I was three years old and I was awakened at night with a spirit talking to me. And I'm confident of my age because my baby brother was in the crib in the same room. Mm. And I just remember, and I I didn't see the spirit. I heard the spirit. And, And I just said, my concern was, you can't have the baby. Now, give me a few years and I would have changed that probably. But at that oh, moment, wow.
2: <laughs> at that <laughs>
1: moment, it's like, no, you can't you can't take the baby. And so the next morning, um I was trying to tell my mother that there were ghosts in the house and she did not believe me. <laughs> wow. So it was yeah, it was the opposite for me. I mean, it was very early on and I did not know everybody didn't have that. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I thought that was just everybody's life. So yeah. it progressed from just spirits. And I seldom, as a child, I seldom saw spirits. In fact, I'm trying to remember if I really ever saw them. I would definitely hear and, and smell um, mm-hmm. perfumes and colognes and, um, and feel, you know, they could like brush against me or touch my shoulder and I could feel that.
2: Did you ever feel them at night when you were sleeping, tickle your toes? (laughs) That used to happen all the time. To this day, I have to have
1: my feet covered. That's so funny. I am such a sound sleeper that they could have been, you know, I would have never known. But when I, like I said, as I got older, I blocked all of this for a very long time. And when Mm -hmm. I came back and um, opened back up to it, my agreement was with spirits it's like you know what there's so many of them you know it can be a full-time job right yeah and so my agreement was okay yeah I know you're there and I'm busy so if you really need me get my attention and typically that would be by knocking on my headboard at night wow and uh you know and it was that's people are like gosh wouldn't that be scary and it's just not Right you now, it's it yeah. just isn't there's they can't hurt you and they wouldn't
2: want to anyway. Right. When I was going through my training, um, I I said one night, God, I want to see spirit how Teresa Caputo sees spirit. And I woke up in the middle of the night and my door to the bathroom was open. My light in the bathroom was on and my grandfather, clear as day, was standing in the doorway. And I thought, nope. Not ready for this. I'll continue (laughs) to see you as silhouettes. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to this day, I still
1: see them as silhouettes. That's hilarious. You know, for me, they look like um, the reflection in glass. If it's dark outside and you have a light on inside. Okay. So kind of opaque, translucent. That's yep. how they show up for me. So it's it's funny, you know, if I'm in the house and somebody happens to walk by a window at night, there's always that moment of, wait, is that live or Memorex? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, hang on a minute, ladies, <laughs> hang on here. <laughs> okay, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 60s, and there was the Bible, mm-hmm. there was Oral Roberts down the street, and... You know, what you're talking about here is scary stuff now that would have been of the devil, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, and of course, Julie, you grew up in a Catholic church. Majana was raised in a Lutheran church, but you know, Majana's story is interesting because she never knew that there was anything else but to have these encounters.
2: That would have been amazing.
0: So it was later on that she finally realized specifically from an encounter that happened while her sister was saying girl you are crazy you know
2: yeah right
0: (laughs) she had to kind of back off and take a look at like wait a minute don't you see what I'm I mean it was like you would think if that was your reality that you would think that that was everybody's reality so how do you both answer people who are in a paradigm and I've got a lot of people listening to this podcast that come from this perspective that this stuff is, oh, caution. This is, you're treading on some serious, dangerous waters here.
2: <laughs> Majana, oh, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Well,
1: you know what? And I, I think that, I think Julie already hit that on the head. It's what you open up to. And I refuse to go into dark places. I do believe in the law of, of polarity. So, you know, if there's love and light, there must be something opposite And that is not part of my reality, nor is it welcome in my reality. So, you know, just we have free will and we are very strong. Uh, There have been truly two times in my life I felt that something was trying to infringe upon that. And I was very clear that only love is welcome here. If you are not of love, you have to leave now. And, you know, if you're if you're just not open to that, it just doesn't come.
2: Hmm. There's another thing that I tell people, which is experience it for yourself. Right. So my parents, I was um, Catholic all growing up because that's what my dad wanted. And then when they got divorced, uh, we went to a very strong Christian church, and religion was a huge. I was raised in a very, very religious family, and the first time that I felt what I call high vibration was in church. But Mm -hmm. after my dad passed and I was working with a different teacher, she taught me how to open up my crown chakra and connect with God energy on the other side. And when you get into this meditative state of being, which you can learn and what I teach my clients is how to learn, how to hold and live your day-to-day work in this meditative state. And you go into what the emotions of this state is. It's just love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. It's very, very high light vibrations. Um, there are low vibrations here on earth though, right? I mean, just turn on the five o'clock news and you will feel those lower fearful scary vibrations. I don't allow myself to go into any of that. I don't tell ghost stories. I don't um, watch any scary movies. I don't watch scary shows because I don't like the vibrations of that. I like to keep my vibration very high. And I think that any Christian, any Catholic, any person of a religious faith who was able to get into that vibration would say... I get it because they experience it for themselves. It's just love. You're just spreading more love. And what I like, too, is I heard, and I didn't confirm this, but a girlfriend told me that the Pope uh, is allowing nuns to practice Reiki now. And that's what it is. It's Reiki energy. It's all the same thing.
1: Very cool. I had not heard yeah.
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... um, so they're on board.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Finally, they're coming around. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that's important, like what you're talking about with the low energy TV and so forth. So all three of my kids um, are very intuitive and they experience spirits as well.
2: Mm.
1: So I have never, well, now they're adults, but when they were younger, I never allowed them to watch scary shows. And, they're you know, that show, The Ghost Whisperer and so forth, never, even that, you know, just yeah. nothing at all. And when they got old enough to ask why, you know, my my conversation with them was it's, it is TV and it's movies and it's there for sensationalism. You know what it's really like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not even the least bit frightening or, and there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing that they can do to you. Right. But the movies don't present it that way. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. And once you, you know, then you see that and then it's like, oh, well, what if, you know, what if there's that, what if, what if Amityville horror did happen? You know, then you're just cracking that door to that. What if? And
2: Mm -hmm. why do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to go into those low vibrations. Right.
0: (laughs) Julie, you're using this now in a practice that you are Mm -hmm. consulting with people and seeing clients. What are people interested in?
2: People come to me, um, it's funny, I like I said, I grew up in a very religious family. And so when I started my practice and started seeing clients, I didn't ask my family to send me people. I went to God and I said, okay, if you want to work through me, God, send the people to me. And I kept hearing in my prayers, put five gift cards in your daughter's fun fair at school. So I put those five gift cards in there. Those people came, they sent people, those people sent people. I think I saw about 250 people the first year, over 400 people the second year, and I'm on track to have over um, a thousand sessions this year. And what people come to me for, because it's all based on referrals, is emotional cleansing, right? So, I tell my clients, your soul to the other side looks like a ball of pure white light. Imagine taking the sun and shrinking it down to the size of a grapefruit or a softball. It's pure white light, but it's as vibrant as the sun. And these rays shoot out from your soul in every direction, right? And that creates your auric field. Now, in the auric field, when we go through life when we go through different experiences, those experiences, good and bad, bring energy into your auric field. When you're moving through your life, growing in your life, trying to create the life that you want for yourself, there's energy in your auric field. And some of those bad experiences cause blockages, cause you to have this heavier energy uh, in your auric field, in your body, in your chakras. And when you have this energy, it's also in your head, right? It's in your thoughts. So I work with my clients to help them get out of their own way because you know what and here's where I want to preface this there are some people out there who will tell you you've got a black chakra and I normally charge five thousand dollars but for you I'm gonna make a difference (laughs) and for you I'm gonna just charge two thousand dollars Run, you know, don't go to see those people. Most (laughs) of those people don't even have a website, right? You want somebody who really knows what they're doing. So when I say you have a block chakra or you have blockages, you've got heavier energy, everybody does. Every single person does. If you're living right now, you have heavier energy somewhere in your body, somewhere in your auric field that could be cleared out, right? Are you doing the work to clear that out yourself or do you need help? To learn how to do that, right? That's what I do. So I help people clear that out. I help them to understand what the messages are from their loved ones, from their angels on the other side. And I really like people to leave feeling like they know how to do this for themselves, and they have more of a clear understanding of their purpose and their direction here. You're inspiring me. Like,
0: Manjana's dad transitioned now three years ago, a little over mm-hmm. three years ago. And I've watched her process that. And, and even though the, even with the fact that she can connect, right? Mm-hmm. We all want that comfort that they're right. OK.
2: Yeah.
0: What's the main thing when somebody has experienced a recent loss close to them? What do you work through?
2: Really, spirit just brings through um, the validation that they're there, that they love them, they're helping them, and it's so different for each person because spirit comes through not talking about their life when they were here, but about your life and where you're at right now and... Things that are coming up, you know, I, um, I just had a Reiki, Angel Reiki training program where I was teaching different students this weekend and a couple of fascinating things happened. So I brought in 10 volunteers over the course of the weekend for each student to work on. And a lot of these volunteers had multiple sessions with different students, right? And these are volunteers that I've worked with. These are clients of mine that I know. And one gentleman came in who I didn't know. Um, The student wanted her brother-in-law to be able to come in. And before he left, I knew – His dad was with him on the other side and his dad needed him to know that he was going to get the promotion at work. So before he left, I said in front of the students, I said, you know, are you up for this promotion at work? And he said, yes. And I said, your dad needs you to get out of your own way and stop feeling like, oh, no, I'm not going to get it. Oh, gosh, you know, have all these self-doubt worries inside your mind. He needs you to know that you're worthy. That this has been a long time coming, and that he needs you to step out of your own way so that he can help bring this in to you. And he was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another student who, um, well, well, uh, the students who worked on one volunteer. She's a, a lovely client of mine, and she's been struggling with infertility, and the students that were working with her, both separately, I mean, they didn't have any way of overhearing one another's sessions, came through and said, what's up with children? What's going on with children? Because they're coming through, you know, grandma's holding them on the other side. And so um, just the tears, because she's been wanting this for so long, it's coming her way, and she just needed to hear it. And for all three of us, to have said it to her in individual sessions that the same information was coming through from grandma was just so validating. I mean, you can't deny that when you have three different sessions with three different people and the same thing keeps coming up. Right. That's so powerful. Yeah. So it's it's things like that. The, those are the sessions. Um, and that's every session. It just comes out in different ways where spirit needs to get through they have messages they're not able to give us the winning lotto tickets right they don't say okay thomas okay majana here's step a step b step you know i need five
0: um, stock picks julie please
2: right they don't come through with that um but what they do come through with is stuff that you need to hear
0: so on this level is this not in your opinion a soul journey first from a standpoint of we get so caught up in our little physical realities
2: oh yes that are yeah.
0: so small in comparison to everything else that is going on and you know when you can zoom outside the physical like you two can it just Absolutely. gives you a whole different perspective doesn't it
1: it
2: does yeah. yes yeah no you're not a person first you're a person second you're soul first your so, soul on the other side. You just came here to have this experience.
0: I'd like to ask Majana the same question. How have you processed your dad's passing both emotionally and in connection with him?
1: So my dad was very intuitive and he tried he blocked it a lot uh because you know he just didn't know. So we had conversations and in fact um the last time that we really were able to have a conversation, I said, you know, Daddy, it's okay, and I love you, and I will miss you more than I can imagine. Ah, I'm going to get choked up. Um, and we have the advantage. We still get to talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll still see you, and we can still have conversations. I'm going to miss your hugs. I'm going to miss holding your hands, and I'm going mm-hmm. to miss your kiss. Yeah but we will have so much more other people don't have. So that was, you know, knowing that makes it so much easier. And then also understanding and looking from the soul's journey. My, I don't mean to sound calloused, and I always feel so excited for somebody when they get to make their transition. I'm like, oh, they've done what they needed to do here and they get, they're liberated (laughs)
2: <laughs> they get to go home they do
1: and you know when my mom died daddy and I were standing there and and I was holding her hand and I was checking her pulse and when I could no longer feel it in her wrist I checked her carotid and when I couldn't feel it I just stood there and I thought oh well now what and I kissed her forehead and I said good for you mom and dad was like what, <laughs> what? Yeah. but it, you know it's It is. It's I'm so excited for them. And I look forward to it myself. You know, it's I think it's a great thing. It's it's for us that are still here on this earth plane going through this school that it's it's hard. You know, we miss Mm -hmm. them and we have to fill that void. So I'm excited for him and I miss him every day. And I still Mm -hmm. my mom's been gone for 22 years and I still miss her every day. And I know that sometimes I get to visit with them and get glimpses and you know yeah so it's yeah i process it's just different probably than some other people process
2: majana can you get to them on command can you if they're not busy yeah 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 um i i have the same thing um and I see Heaven as different layers, different worlds, different mm-hmm. realms on the other side. Yes. and um, there's a world where you can travel, do anything, see anything. But it's more like Eden because there's no low vibrations. There's no fear, there's no sadness, no hate or anything. And uh, a lot of times when I connect with my dad, he's over there. He's on the snowmobiles or, <laughs> um, <laughs> or um jet skis, tearing it up. And, um, and he'll tap in when he can, but there's times where he'll say, "You gotta handle this one on your own. gotta right. handle this one on your own And um, no, so I was just wondering how that was for you
1: now actually when when my dad first made his transition, <sighs> I was happy for him and I was devastated for me <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know he would he came a lot and I finally had to ask him to stop. I said i I love you, but I just need some time." And when, when you come and I smell you or I feel your energy, it just, I, I would just start sobbing Mm -hmm. and I said, I just, I just need some time to acclimate to what life is without you because I've never experienced that before.
2: Yeah. You know, what's fascinating is spirit on the other side says that they miss us sometimes. And what you're talking about him coming through to you is so true because oftentimes when I'm working with my clients, they feel like they're constantly tapping into the other person's energy, but really it works both ways. So we can tap into them here, ask to feel them more, and they can ask to feel us more. They can kind of hang around our energy more and I know when my dad's trying to hang around me because the year that he passed 2005 uh, I think the December before 2005 or sorry, he passed in 2015, and in December 2014, this movie called Interstellar came out. Ah, yes, love that movie. Did, oh, I know, I love it too. My husband absolutely hates that movie, but... What? Um, <laughs> I know, oh. I know. Um, but it's my favorite. And what was interesting was I knew that that movie was significant, I knew, I was so intuitive to, um, I, it came to me randomly. I felt like I needed to go see the movie that night. We went to go see it. And in it, it's all about this relationship between a dad and a daughter, right? Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And now when my dad needs to get a hold of me, he uses that movie. Like, I need to go watch that movie uh-huh. again. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I get something else out of it. But... He's shown me how he connects with me. So actually, uh, this is interesting. I didn't have any way of validating whether or not he had ever even seen the movie. And for the longest time, I thought, well, I'd have to ask his wife. And I don't really want to call and ask her, which is so stupid. I should have just done it. But um, he said, call and ask your brothers. So he had two boys with a second marriage. And I called him and I said, you know, this is going to sound so stupid. But I feel like dad connects to me through this movie. Um, Did he watch Interstellar? And they go, he didn't watch it. He loved it. He like absolutely loved that movie. And so I knew that soul connection was so real. Um, And fascinating side note, Matthew McConaughey went on to make another movie with Anne Hathaway. And I don't remember the name, but in it... He's a dad named John, and he, it's more about his relationship with his son named Patrick. And my dad had a son named Patrick, and his name was John. Oh wow! So um, just wide, like full circle, how that one comes around. But um, no, they do just try and tap into us too. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Have yeah. you gotten into Julie? Have you gotten into Now this is this is more geared toward people that have lost somebody again recently.
2: Mm-hmm. What
0: the transition process is like?
2: So, uh yeah, I do have a metaphor for this and um again, you're going to think I'm crazy, but <laughs> have you ever <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Ant-Man? No. No. All right. So Spirit says that sometimes our mind needs a visual to be able to grasp what they're trying to show us, right? Right, yeah. Sure. And, and what they show me is two things. So think of an, the shape of an hourglass, right? You have a large um, opening on one side. It shrinks down to a tiny tunnel, and then it opens up wide on the other side, right? Okay. In this movie, Ant-Man, they show how the quantum level would be, the the how it would be to be inside of small air particles, right? The tiniest piece of all matter. And as I'm watching this movie, Spirit's showing me this hourglass and I'm like, what are you saying? And they said, one side of the hourglass is here. They say that we go through the tunnel, right? What is the tunnel? It's the, it's this quantum physics layer of the tiniest particles that are. We go through that and the opening is right on the other side. So somehow there's just this transition and that's how they show me it's happening. Even though I'm, I'm not a scientist, I have no idea, right? I don't know how this works as a quantum physicist. Um, but the other side really truly is right on top of us. It's right here.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very
0: interesting. And the tunnel is a common thing. Mm-hmm. The white light is a common thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The being met by those who have gone before. It's yes. a common thing. The just the releasing of the density of earth, you know, the mm-hmm. lightness is a common thing.
1: Yeah. You know, one thing that strikes me about that, and because I love this in science and, and quantum mechanics, is how the macro and the micro have similarities. It's often reflected. So what you were just talking about with go, the hourglass and you go through that little tunnel to get into the wide open, it's like being birthed on this planet, right? You have to come yeah. down the birth canal, the little mm-hmm, tunnel, mm-hmm. and then you're birthed into?
0: A tunnel in, a tunnel out.
1: Yeah. A tunnel in, tunnel yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Synchron, you know, it's it's, a, it's symmetrical.
2: <laughs> yeah. The other thing that they show me is that, even though we might not know on a conscious level that we're going to be parting here, there is some way that our higher self knows and there are messages that we try and communicate. So Interstellar mm. being some movie that I had to go see six months before my dad passed away um, and feeling after that movie like I was supposed to call him, which I didn't listen to that little heart calling right there, mm. um, was him reaching out to me from the other side, even though he wouldn't have been conscious of it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think some people are more conscious
1: than others. My mom pretty uh, well, she knew she was terminal and she pretty much picked her death date. Um, Mm. She didn't, she was just kind of in her own space and thoughts and I don't think she realized she was talking out loud but we just kind of listened to that process, and she, she picked the date. And then my dad was just ready. You know, he was in a lot yeah. of pain, and in November, he said to me, he said, I want to die, but I don't know how. Mm. And I said, you know, I, I think that you have some input into that, but you don't have total control over that right now. And he died right. in the end of January.
2: Wow. That's fascinating.
0: What are, I always like to leave people with some takeaway things that they can do. So, Julie, let me put you on the spot first. Mm-hmm. From all of this that you are aware of and have studied and work with people, what are three things that folks listening to this could take away and apply tomorrow?
2: Sure. Um, one, you are probably living in. Your day-to-day, you're probably living in the energy of your body. In the energy of the body is where you feel stress, where you feel fear, where you feel um, like you have to work to prove yourself. And we don't have to live in that energy anymore. There are ways to step out of it, to create a practice for yourself, to shift your vibration daily because everything is energy, right? And all energy vibrates. So shift your energy to a higher vibration where you're radiating more love, more joy, more peace, more bliss. And it's just such a more fun and pleasant, enjoyable Way to live. Um, The second would be you are not your thoughts. So you have 33,000 thoughts a day, and we know two things about that. You can't stop those thoughts from coming in, that's proven, and you're not sitting there saying, Hmm, these are the 33,000 thoughts that I want to think tomorrow. You're not putting them there. So learning how to control those thoughts because most people would say, oh, I know I'm not my thoughts or I, I don't let my thoughts control me. And for most of, of the population, I would challenge you on that. I would say we all need to do a lot more work with that to not allow our thoughts to run away with us but for us to control them more and the third I would say do more of what you love and we are here for such a short amount of time and so many of us in our 30s and our 40s feel trapped that we've created this life for ourselves that um, or really any age we can be at but we feel like we've backed ourselves into this situation and that we're trapped. There's no way out and that this is just the life that we're going to have to live and that's no fun. That's not the life that we're here to live. Spirit says that there's so much more. And the word enjoy, E-N-J-O-Y, should really be in joy, I-N, new word, J-O-Y, because we need to be experiencing more joy. And don't make that complex because it's not. Spirit says that what you're supposed to be enjoying is really what's in your heart. So take quiet time, sit with your heart, and really tap into what you want what you want to do what you want to experience and then just start start there that's beautiful absolutely
0: well, i'm telling you i'm just sitting here speechless
2: <laughs> oh thank you
0: <laughs> absolutely so beautifully eloquated totally put on the spot that was as impromptu as a Toastmasters, uh, <laughs> you know where they throw the question at you Thank you Aww. for that. Well, no, That was Thomas. absolutely beautiful. Thanks,
2: Majana. Uh, thank thank you. you.
0: I'd like mm-hmm. to get Majana to weigh in with three.
1: Oh, um, so I guess, you know, one of them, sort of like what Julie said, I think, is, uh, but my, mine is laughter. You know, be, mm. it's one, be present. Not worrying about the past or the future, those things you can't control, but just be present. And when you're truly present and you're in gratitude, I mean, people. It's Mm springtime. The birds are out. The, the, you know, okay, forget the pollen, but there's lots of leaves and flowers. And you know, it's, it's a rebirthing. And so just be very present with all of that. And when you're present and you're acknowledging it, I think gratitude just comes. And then when you're, when you're in a space of gratitude, so many other things open up. And I think a fast track to high vibration is laughter, genuine Mm. laughter. So, so, true, whatever, you know, every once in a while, Thomas and I will pull up an old Carol Burnett show or something, you know, that Tim Conway, oh my gosh, it's a make.
0: generational thing. It
1: is <laughs> True. True. They were,
0: they were on TV back in the seventies. It's you know. uh,
1: funny stuff. They're <laughs> <Some> on YouTube <laughs> now. Yeah. Funny, funny stuff. But you know, just, just get a really good laugh. And it, gosh, if as adults, if you can pull out a belly laugh, that mm-hmm. is amazing. So Those put you in a higher vibration. And then if you, you know, some people like Julie and I are, are gifted and we have the privilege of being able to converse with people on the other side. And at the same time, I think everybody can do that. And if you're Mm -hmm. missing somebody, you can reach out to them. And I think the easiest way to make that connection is ask them to come to you while you're asleep and Mm -hmm. ask your angels and guides to help you remember that. So and it, you, it feels very different than a dream. You know, when you're actually, whether you're on another plane visiting or, or whatever, it's even in the moment, you you know you're not dreaming. It just feels differently. And and then just ask that you remember that conversation. And, you know, it might be, it takes a little practice, but I do believe that people can do that. And that can be very empowering and, and healing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've jotted down three. Can I do three? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My first one is that this is primarily a journey of our soul, more so than our body. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. I think that's it. When we make that shift, to me, it helps make sense of this crazy life that we lived before we realized that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because after we make that shift, after we really get it, and really my second point was kind of a cousin to this, so there's a segue, is that this was all designed in advance. Yes, we have – I like the way that Fred Dodson puts it, that we're – think of 100 simultaneous highways going north and south. We're driving on one of the 100, right? Right that we have free will. We can switch highways, but there's a hundred highways, you know. So there is some design and we have freedom to choose within that. So yes, we crafted this for specific soul lessons Mm -hmm. and then it's, and life gives us all these opportunities to learn these lessons. And we come in kicking and screaming and What's the first thing we do? Cry, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Great, I'm, I'm back to earth. <laughs> right? And we resist. We push against all these wonderful opportunities that require us to lay it down, quit resisting, go with the flow, like you both have said. Mm-hmm. And we miss those because we're fighting and kicking and screaming and paddling upstream. So when we finally really get that, then you can look back over your life and see where the pieces clicked in. Mm-hmm. I know you both from both of your stories could say that about your past. Um, and then the third is look for synchronicities because synchronicities are those little flashing signposts from the other side, from the universe, from our higher self that are giving us direction. I've been, I'm in a group with, uh, about 10 guys that we all attended a Fred Dodson seminar in Hawaii together. And we still keep in touch on that uh, WhatsApp thing, that WhatsApp program. And pretty active group. I mean, we're, somebody's always texting something once a week, basically. And the the thing that we're doing right now is just shouting out synchronicities as they happen. Love that. That's fun.
1: That's getting in the awesome. flow. Awesome.
0: I got to say that's been fun, you know, and because you get to experience other people who are alert and have their antennas up, and it helps attune yours. Like you're looking for things. Mm -hmm. I always look for sequential numbers on the clock, and it's just like a thumbs up. You know, yep, I'm I'm listening, and Mm -hmm. they show up. So there you go. That's nine incredible pieces of value from from all of us. So. Hopefully that leaves folks with some things to think about.
1: Maybe they got their money's worth.
0: (laughs) Julie, tell us how folks can get in touch with you and your podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. So if anybody wants to do an angel message reading, I do those over phone, Skype, FaceTime, or in person. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I have an office in Naperville. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to do that, my website is www.jansis, J-A-N as a Nancy, C in cat i u s as in it's my last name and then i also have the angels and awakening podcast um, we have an interview every monday we tell an angel story every friday and also on my website if you subscribe on there i put you in my prayer jar and i pray for you every morning
0: you're doing a bang-up job with that podcast too by the way
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That means some, so much from a, a professional, a seasoned expert that has been doing this. And thank you for taking the time to um, teach me because it's really changed things for me.
0: Well, it's been an investment that uh, I'm happy to make. And uh, and you're just doing amazing work with it. And the energy around you and your podcast and your work, it just you can just feel it coming right off the screen and right through the headphones.
2: Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot.
0: So you keep it on. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great.
2: Thank you. I will. (laughs) And
0: I know you're not going to be a stranger around here. I hope we can collaborate on several things coming up.
2: Oh, fantastic. And that goes both ways. Anytime.
0: Julie, thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Are you as wow as I am?
1: That was so much fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like,
0: I'm going to have to just go Do an Epsom salt bath or something. I don't know. I'm just like, wow, just let all that soak in. That's beautiful.
1: It was. Oh, she's just great. I love her energy. And I don't think I have ever been able to have a conversation like that with someone. I don't know. I love it. I'm just like, I need to, yeah, set with it.
0: Well, the next step would be to get together in person. And hopefully we can work that out sometime soon. And we will. Between Dallas and Chicago. Chicago. All right. Check out her podcast, Angels and Awakening. And then Majana's new podcast is called Life After Life. And if you just search Majana in iTunes, it comes right up. M-A-J-O-N-A. Wow. This has been amazing.
1: Yes, it has. So much fun.
0: Thanks for listening. Enjoy the journey. We'll see you next time. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.